0: Before we bring on our featured guests, I want to go ahead and read something to you real quick from an article that was published back in March of this year by AgFunder News. This is what they wrote. Recreational use of cannabis in the state of California is wrapping up. And by the end of January, industry experts were already predicting a coming shortage. The market for legal cannabis in California is estimated to reach 7% billion dollars but there are plenty of hurdles that operators will have to clear to get there and today we're going to talk to the folks at urban grow that are looking to offer a hand and joining us is the brand new chief technology officer of urban grow here to talk to us about California cultivation and agriculture technology Larry Dotson, Larry welcome to Blunt
1: Business. Hi George thank you very much uh, glad to be with you.
0: Our pleasure thanks again for making time to join us uh, we're glad to have you. Now Congratulations on the new position. That was a new position for you. And thank you. You're thank you are very welcome. Now, you originally worked for the Advanced Technology and Corporate Development Group at HP Compaq, as well as the Engineering and Reliability Test and Deployment Group at Chrysler. God, big names, big companies, Fortune one thousands, no doubt. But you also. Originally, have a background in horticulture, and you've already been working closely with Urban Grow over the past year, so talk to me about how your transition came into the industry, and how did you land at Urban Grow?
1: Oh, sure. Thanks. Um, well, let's see. Uh, my background is technology, also operations. I think... With Urban Grow, uh, my last former company was actually with a lighting uh, LED lighting company, the number one, actually uh, LED horticultural lighting company in the world. We actually partner with them, uh, Urban Grow. So that led me to meet the team at Urban Grow, uh, see how awesome it was, and I wanted to join it, actually pretty urgently. Because I knew, uh, talking to the, uh, the staff, what they had in mind, uh, you know, for the customer. Technology, bringing technology to the customer. Uh, my own background is tech and ops, so uh, that lends well, I think, into horticulture these days, hort science, horticulture science, and ag tech. That's exactly what we're focused on as we grow the company. That's what our customers need and want and demand. So it's just want of bringing technology more... To the, to the customer which is growing. They need tech, they need to be efficient, they want to, they want to have, You know, they need to impact to, for favorable yields, and they want controlled processes. And that's the things we're working on for them.
0: So in that year that you were with Urban Grow, was there that one dealmaker that, that happened that said, okay, I definitely want to work with these guys long-term?
1: Well, it's a combination of things. I think if there's one, is you want to work with a, a, a great team. Um, it sounds cliche-ish, but it, to me, it's always about the people—the you know, the customer who's actually doing the work, the farmer, the grower—but mm-hmm. the team you work with. I mean, that makes or breaks it to me. And uh, Urban Grow has this awesome, outstanding team that uh, you know the founders put together. And to be a part of that was actually very exciting for me, literally, uh, and that's why I joined them. Now, the vision comes—you know—from what's the plans, what's. What's the intent? What's the focus? Uh, what we could bring to the industry and the customer? And that was a big part of it, of course. Is like, And here we can go enable it. We don't have the hurdles that other companies might have, the big ones and the small ones.
0: And that's I'm, I totally hear where you're coming from. Because I imagine the creation, innovation, and then just the the space from which to grow and to which to ferment if you will the, the kind of things you can do that might not be something that's a, an environment in the corporate environment not saying it wasn't but it's just i can imagine it from that perspective now the ceo and co-founder of urban grow brad natris i don't know if he said the last name right but i'm gonna assume he recently yep. said uh quote all eyes are on california as an adult youth state and national leader in cultivation we here at Urban Grow, uh, parentheses, have a sustained commitment to servicing the cultivation community, providing best-in-market products and services to this thriving marketplace. Now, talk to me about the importance of California's success for the good of the industry.
1: Oh, certainly. Um Maybe like Colorado, Oregon, Washington as well, California has led the way. Uh, one and another area is they grow in every which way possible, outdoors, indoors, uh, multi-stage indoors, uh, greenhouse growing, it's all happening there in California. Now they produce a lot of product, I think that's well known, um, but all of them grow a little bit differently. Um, there's not one standard, there might be some secret sauce in the mix of a certain grower. Mm-hmm. Uh, there might be technology used in other growers, but across the board, they not. They don't seem to be all using it the same. Uh, our approach would be to address all those different customers, their grow styles, how they do their grow recipes, uh, and it's all a balance of the environment, lighting, nutrients or fertilization, all those things play. That's where we approach it. We we see a rich f- field of, of uh, customers that need to be, again, more efficient. They want to be knowledgeable about their grow. We offer that in our technologies and our products, no matter what it be, if it's the full spectrum. One area maybe we could talk more about, if you wish, is the sensing. How do I sense in my environment the climate? The irrigation, the water, the nutrients, the light levels that they use for indoor and greenhouse growing, and how does that all balance? And that's the sort of thing that Urban Grow, a company like us, can bring to them and that they, they're demanding. They want to know more intimately what's going on in their environment. Well, and I want
0: to talk about that more, and I also want to talk a little more about the environment in California when it comes to the obstacles that are being uh, taken from different areas being pulled in for when it comes to cultivation. But I want to get on to the technology of about what Urban Grow was showcasing uh, at the cannabis California Cannabis Business Conference, which is a NCIA uh, hosted conference. And you recently unveiled your new Solel Environmental Control Systems. And you unveiled two products, which is the Soleil Spark and the Soleil Ray. The newest additions to Urban Grow's Soleil Sense and Control technology line, which is said to be one of the most advanced cultivation systems available today. Now, these systems are uh, said to be, quote, ideal for California California cultivators with facilities up to 10,000 square feet. So Mm -hmm. how are your systems able to back up that claim?
1: there's there's a dedicated approach to that size of customer. We consider that like small to medium size. Okay. We also address the very large growers you know of 10, uh, hundreds of thousands of square feet you know in, under canopy but those systems are, d- are targeted at the grower that needs automated irrigation with fer- fertilizer or nutrient injection you know that's sometimes called fertigation systems so you'll hear me say that mm-hmm. and that's our technology. But that's dedicated at them where they have a batch system where the nutrients are mixed, delivered to the crops, and they can monitor it precisely with our uh, system. Not other, not, Hardly anyone else has approached that market, They either after the very large customers or they don't have anything at all. So we're helping that medium to small size grower with those type of systems.
0: We're here with the new Chief Technology Officer of Urban Girl. I'm going to get that word out sooner or later. Larry Dodson, he's joining us here on Blunt Business. We're going to be back with more questions with him and with all of you here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com.
1: Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Voober Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Voober way.
0: I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with the chief Technology Officer of Urban Grow, Larry Dodson. Now, Larry, I have a very loaded question here. I'm going to start it like this. (laughs) And I'll give you a little bit of time to go and answer this real quick. So, the Soleil Technology, as I read about it in a Cannabis Industry Journal article, they say this, quote, It is essentially a network of monitors, sensors, and controls that give cultivators real-time data on things like temperature, humidity, light, barometric pressure, and other key factors. In other words, you're using which is a big tech term, the Internet of Things, and hypersensitive mo- monitoring. monitoring. So help me wrap my head around all this and the idea of how your systems, quote, sense and control.
1: Okay. Uh, and thanks, Yeah, That says a lot, I know. But if we boiled it down, what is it? It's uh, the grower, our customer, He, they need to know what's going on exactly in the environment. The environment, if it's indoor growing and, say, a greenhouse growing, is that microenvironment, some call it, around the actual crop canopy. They want to know the, the temperature, the humidity, the CO2 levels. They want to know moisture of their soil or the substrate media they're using. Knowing that allows them to uh, you know, define a repeatable process and recipe. In essence, it's a production site. The more you know about it, uh, the more the grower can repeat it and they'll know what is happening that is good and not as, and what's happening that might be bad. They always want the good. So it, they want good results, they want higher yields. What we offer is that knowledge. We collect data, we'll implement a sensor network, if you will, and we collect data from that. We manage the data for the customer. We present it to them. Uh, they tie that into other uh, factors that are going on in their grow environment, such as uh, work day, time start and stop, uh, managing their team that's actually doing the work in in, in the site. Um, when they see the crop and they see the whole over the whole life cycle of the crop, whether it's 90 days, 100 days, and so on, that w- yeah. we help them with technology that tracks it all. Now, uh, it's the high-density part of the sensing, if you will, that's in the environment that gives the value-add of our products and the solutions to them. We're right in the canopy. We know the leaf temperature for them. We know their humidity for them. They, they use that number for other factors that are calculated that we calculate for them, such as vapor pressure def- pressure deficit, and that's an indicator of the respiration through the stoma of the leaf, for example. When they know all these things and these are very smart people they use that data now to uh, you know have the most uh, highest yield crops and that's what we give them through the technology
0: what size of crops are you able to grow within one of these systems per uh, process
1: literally any size You know, it's the smaller growers that might be growing in a uh, 1,000-square-foot grow to hundreds of thousands of square-foot grow. Um, We uh, our typical customer may be around 60,000, 70,000 square foot of a grow. Now, the grow, that might be under canopy. Then they have the infrastructure pieces of their plumbing and electrical, mechanical that supports it you know, in their their office areas, but we're focused on their growth for them. So, these are the systems we have for them, are adaptable to any size.
0: Now, these sensor control systems, let's get a little more into the weeds here, are said to, quote, improve crop quality, consistency, and operational efficiencies by using high-density wireless sensor networks to deliver actionable, data-driven microclimate intelligence. And... Tell me briefly how your systems are able to make that possible.
1: Well, we actually have a a sensor we call it a sensor node. It's a small device that actually would fit in the palm of your hand they They operate on battery. The battery life is say two years uh the We would assist the grower in helping to to manage it, but they would the sensors would be placed out in their grow environment within the crop, right at the canopy and above the crop, say, uh, in the atmosphere above uh, where the plants are growing. Uh, the high density refers to it's literally hundreds of these sensor devices that we, that they would place within the grow. Uh, they're at strategic locations. Uh, we actually know right where they are. We have a localization, uh, part of our software, solution that knows right where each sensor is, each one's addressable, then we map it. We do 3D spatial visualizations of that environment that now they can see on their computer. That that shows them exactly what's going on and we map that area both for temperature, humidity and other uh, factors that are important to the grower. Seeing those visualizations, having the data that we host for them and provide for them, host, if needed, help to interpret for them, uh, gives them valuable information. That's a high density part. So now, the am oh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. Is, go ahead, go ahead, I'm sorry. Uh, the reason high density is important is. You can put sensors out there. Sensors really aren't that difficult to produce or implement. That's done every day in IoT, like for commercial offices or homes. But what we do is the high density is of an economic um, uh, available to them. You know, it's not high cost, tremendously. But it lets them know the microenvironment by either not tens of sensors, but it's hundreds of sensors. Uh, That's the only way to really characterize that whole growth space.
0: So, Larry, talk to me a little bit, and this is just from a personal aspect, as you were probably part of some of the research and development for these systems prior to joining permanently at Urban Grow, talk to me about, I guess, this fusion between horticulture and the technology that you got to work with in past work.
1: Oh, sure. Well, the elements are very similar to other industries or other things that you can go buy. You know, you can go to the electronic store and, and buy lighting controls. You know, you can right. put mood lighting in your home, such as when you wake up in the morning or for watching a movie with the family. Those are, based, those are similar technologies we use in here. Uh, also similar to office uh, commercial buildings, where the, the commercial site owner, they'll have light control. They'll make sure that you have proximity sensors, and what that is is when a person might walk into a room or a hallway, the light comes on. To save energy, it'll turn off. There's also a technology used that when the sun's out and you have skylights or light through the windows, the lights will dim because you have sunlight coming in. So those are energy management and energy savings technologies. Those are applied here, uh, but slightly different ways. Those can be wired uh, connections, so you run, actually run wired cable and connect them all. Uh, we do that, but we also are for uh, wireless technologies. We'll use the same, very very similar radials that you use for Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. Okay. But we adapt them uh, differently. We actually have intellectual property or patents that uh, use the technology for this application, where we'll put all these sensors in the grow environment, and they're wirelessly they're wireless. They're on batteries. You put them strategically where you want. The customer uh, saves time and money because they're not running wired uh, cables. Uh, but instead, they put a, a battery wireless sensor in this, into their environment. It's very easy to apply. Those are very similar radio technologies used in other industries. What we've done is made, tried to make them more robust, so they're more reliable and, and more dependable, and we get accurate data collection from them. So uh, again, uh, just reapplying in an engineering sense, standard technologies to the horticulture technology industry.
0: And it's just amazing how that just works together in hand in hand because of the fact of when you have how many different jobs are are being taken to kind of just micromanage this and be able to go and make it where all these elements come into play to create that great flower that really comes out of what you have here. So, again, we're talking with Larry Dawson, the chief technology officer of Urban Grow. We're going to continue with final questions with him after this short break get relief from inflammation anxiety and stress go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code hemp 420 for a 20 percent discount on your order balance your body balance your life make it blue moon cbd the smoke is rising and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network. Founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And thank you for joining us here on Blunt Business presented by Strain Wise Consulting. Once again, we're wrapping up with questions here with Larry Dodson of Urban Grow. So let's talk about California and its current situation. Now, cannabis legalization has resulted in the reordering of business, uh, the business and the geography of cannabis cultivation, pushing crops into places they have never been before. So what obstacles have you heard about from growers that are using your product about finding space where cultivators can grow their flower in California?
1: Um. You know, we have some great customers in California. It's one of our, I think, our strengths overall as a company. Uh, As far as hurdles, what we hear mostly is they want to be more efficient. You know, I mentioned before. As far as regul, you know, if you go into the area of regulations and compliance to local codes and laws, we do have solutions for them, too. Uh, We do hear that. uh, We're addressing that with... uh, uh, tools, if you're software tools uh, and radio transceivers that help track their product all the way, you know, it's, uh, I think it's some common knowledge, but there's the seed to sale attention where uh, local regulations and they're different in different areas, but they have to track their product uh, all the way from seed or clone to finished harvesting all the way to, the, I think, the dispensary or store. We have solutions for that as well. There's several companies that do. Uh, ours will be unique in that we also track the environmental conditions of the crop so that there's full tracking of a particular crop or plant or plant group through uh, tracking uh, with the temperature, humidity, CO2 levels, environmental levels that had to do with the growers recipe. That also helps when they do the final harvesting, they have their yields and when they harvest a crop, whether it's a flower or extracts, they're able to tie those actual finished product numbers to original product, so sort of single source tracking. And we hear that, uh, we have solutions for them, Uh, we're in the beta test stages of them, and we'll be rolling those out in the next couple of months.
0: Now, reading from an article from Wired, I'm going to try to work this question as best to kind of lead into what we were just talking about. So, from Wired Magazine, they reported that California farmers are suddenly finding themselves swamped with mountains of regulations, as you just mentioned, meant to protect the environment and the consumer. And one grower was quoted as saying, you know, out of anonymity, he said, quote, we're at least $100,000 into just consultants, and we're probably $20,000 into fees, and they haven't even all clicked in yet. So, what I want to know is, I know this is probably a really delicate and tough question to ask, but... What you're able to do with the growers that are working with your systems, anything you can offer in terms of referrals or people that you work with, or as you said, that te- what you can do with the existing technology to help answer some of these issues, maybe help them on the back end of you know outweighing some of the costs that they're dealing with to try to keep themselves moving along.
1: Well, George, for me, I, I um, I'm not familiar with the Wired article uh, right. personally, but uh, and. As far as specific regulations per code, you know, as I mentioned, if they are using our system for tracking, that's going to help them. As far as consulting for a specific grow environment, uh, we on our staff and team, we have some outstanding you know, plant scientists and uh, you know, growers and, and former growers that are on our staff. We actually have people on, with feet on the ground in California. Okay. They're going to be able to help those customers, absolutely. They're familiar with the local codes. They're familiar with the local growing, whatever type it may be. And I think in California, there's so many ways people are growing, you know, and it's a long history of growing, you know, uh, black market to current legalization. And that's all I think built into that. That's a very complicated environment. Um, We're here to help them in any way we can. I'm here with my team and staff here here to help help them with technology solutions. So it'll be an ongoing effort, but we'll be there to help them as they need us.
0: And, you know, it's really it's because of the potential of California that everybody being involved needs to be so well-read and so well-prepared and just take every... Precaution or measure that's necessary, because to be a part of that, what is a seven a potential seven billion dollar industry in California alone? That would be tremendous for those out there to, to, to take part of. And what you know, the state of California is doing with their Bureau of Cannabis Control and all the you know government entities that are kind of here regulating and and really, there's a bit of pressure, a lot of obstacles being put into play. I can only imagine that what growers are going through. And it's good to know that there's. There, there are resources, and there is support out there for that. So, unfortunately, yeah. you know, I got to go to the NCAA uh, Cannabis Business Summit, but I didn't get to go to the California Cannabis, Cannabis Business Conference. So, we didn't get to go. Sorry we didn't get to go and see you there and see your team there. But for those that couldn't go, and they want to go and learn more about Urban Grow, how can we learn more about your systems and more about what your company's doing?
1: Well, thanks, George. So our website is really good for information, uh, and it's easy to ask for information, either uh, email or call us. And we do make almost all the major shows, the trade shows, and those are great sources of information and to meet people. Uh, we will be next week at one of the larger shows on the subject, which is in Las Vegas Las Vegas at MJBizCon, right. and we'll be there with a full team to help anybody that happens to attend. We'll be there, too.
0: And, you know, uh, hopefully down the line, uh, I know with Cannabis Radio, we have strong, uh, a conference called the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. we will love to see if that's something that uh, Urban Girl can go and be a part of when we uh, start our tour shows in 2019. We'd love to go ahead and uh, touch base with you about it.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's get some more details on that. But we'd love to participate with you on that.
0: By all means. So, again, give me that website one more time for people, for listeners to go and learn more.
1: Uh, Urban-GRO, com.
0: All right, wonderful. So, urban com. Again, we'll be talking with the Chief Technology Officer of Urban Grow, Larry Dodson. Larry, thank you so much for being here on Blunt Business.
1: Oh, thank you. Enjoyed it. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Thanks very much, George. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Now,
0: for those that are looking to get their foot in the door of the cannabis industry, as well as entrepreneurs looking to start their own marijuana business, by all means, check out StrainWise Consulting by going to www.strainwiseconsulting.com. Dot .com and for our listeners thank you for joining us thank you for listening here to blunt business you can download past episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify and iHeartRadio thank you for listening opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
1: What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can
0: always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time,
1: there's Granger.